Hey, what's going on? Welcome to The Doug Show. My name is Doug Huntington, and in this episode, I'm chatting with Isaac Mayer, who purchased a site in July of 2021, and it was making about 300 bucks per month at that time, and now it's earning about $500 per month, and we're going to get into the details, but I think generally, it's been through a lot of optimization and fixing things up versus adding new content, at least to this point. So we'll dig into a few other details. And Isaac is a bit of a digital nomad, has some cool other side stories that I'd love to get into as well. So Isaac, how's it going today? It's going good. Thanks for having me on the show, Doug. Really excited to talk and watch your content and have found great success with it. So really excited to help bring the community up uh, in another one of your videos. Awesome. And we were introduced through our, well, my friend, and I, I think perhaps your boss, Jesse Lakes. So y- you, <laughs> yeah, he's your boss, uh, may, maybe friend as well, but it's bl- blurry lines at that point. So, mm-hmm. but we do uh, like Jesse in either case. So just tell me real quick how you got hooked up with the Genius Link team. Cause you're, you're one of the team members there, right? Yeah, so I'm a senior client success specialist. I'm moving more into a business development role soon. Uh, and I, it's a funny story how I met them. So I did this study abroad program in entrepreneurship um, in Milan, Italy, found out that I loved entrepreneurship and decided to get into an entrepreneurship certificate program uh, in which one of the classes I met, uh, a guy named Mario Schultzky, um, who is doing a project with Genius Link called Link Explorer. And in that in that grad level class, ended up working with Genius Link on that project. Loved it. Came on as an intern. Loved the internship. Loved the the value that Genius Link was adding to the community and the opportunities there. Came on full time. Um, and since then, I've been growing in my role and moving into new areas and uh, finding more value. But yeah, Genius Link's been fantastic, both as you know in in my life professionally and then also for helping me grow my uh, affiliate site. I like that a lot because I started working in uh, like a sort of a big company where you you get lost in the weeds and it feels like you're not making a difference at all. And I suspect on a smaller, tighter team where it's really entrepreneurship focused, I I believe you probably were responsible for things and felt like you were making a difference. Am I accurate in that? Oh, most definitely. Yeah. Um, Just within like my first year or two working there, I was doing projects with YouTubers such as Jevin Dovey on his 500,000 subscriber special with Kit. Um, And I've got to work with these, you know, fantastic people, big players in the industry, uh, companies and creators alike. So it's it's been been a great experience so far and will continue being great. Perfect. And one uh, quick side tangent. So I did go to the big company and felt like I wasn't making a difference. But then later in my career, I realized you could slip through the cracks and just do kind of a, I wouldn't say a bad job, but I wouldn't have to try as hard just because it's a big company. So there's a, there's a double-edged sword and it felt like I wasn't making a difference. And I actually, I wasn't. And then later on, I was like, well, I'm not making a difference. I could just slack off, but don't do that if you're ambitious by the way. So just side, side note for people Perfect. that are stuck in the corporate world, but not you, not you, Isaac, you're working at a great place and it sounds like you're doing cool stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think having that magnifying glass on you from being in a small team definitely helps with the, with the learning process. So yeah, very good. I agree with you. Totally. Okay. So let's just start getting into the details here and then we'll talk about some of the digital nomad stuff that you're getting into. And uh, it sounds like potentially a move that you're going to embark on very soon. So first off, you were starting to become a lot more aware of the affiliate marketing world. And you were thinking, hey, I'm going to buy a site. So can you take us through the thought process? And then we'll start, you know, knocking each one of these steps down. So initially, what were you thinking uh, versus I guess like starting a new site versus like buying one, like you ended up doing. Totally. Yeah. So working with clients at genius link, I talked to so many different people who owned their own websites, portfolios of websites and started having these conversations about how they're building their passive income and, and building wealth and also, you know, potentially quitting their jobs to work on affiliate sites and getting that freedom. And that sounded really cool. And I was having these conversations with these people and thought to myself, well, hey, you know, if they can do it, why can't I? And when I was looking at, you know, building a site versus buying one, I realized that all these conversations that I was having with these, you know, creators and influencers, website owners, 
uh, left me much better suited to acquire and optimize a site than to build one up from the beginning. Um, so that's kind of where I came out from that. Did you happen to listen to the very recent interview with Adam Smith? It just published a couple of days ago. Just curious if you listened to his show. Um, not, not that one. Okay. No, but I should. Yeah. So he, he, I've interviewed him a few times, but he basically hasn't started any site from scratch as far as I understand. And he's just purchased them starting at sort of a smaller size and then slowly like leveled up. In the most recent interview, he bought a site for a 60K and then through essentially some of the similar things that you are looking at, optimizing the traffic that is already there and improving conversions, stuff like that, he was able to uh, basically double the revenue. So that's awesome. Worth it for everyone to check out. Okay. So you think you're thinking, hey, I'm going to buy a site and let's talk about selecting where you're going to buy the site from. So there's many options. You have maybe FE International, Flippa, Empire Flipper, Flippers, uh, maybe Facebook groups. There's a lot of different places you could actually make a purchase. So how did you figure that out? Yeah, so that that was, uh, I guess that first couple months was looking at sites and then looking at those brokers and seeing what I really liked. I checked out Empire Flippers, Flippa, uh, this site called Motion Invest. And while they all had pros and cons, I ended up loving this site called Motion Invest. I found that the due diligence that they did for, you know, seeing uh, backlinks, traffic, uh, affiliate revenue, and potential uh, scaling opportunities were the best with Motion Invest. Um, the other ones are great too, uh, but really liked Motion Invest. And once I found out that I loved them, it was just a matter of opening them up every morning and night to try to find a site that I loved, because uh, the sites would go so quickly. Uh, within a matter of hours sometimes. So I really wanted to make sure they got one that I liked. And I think each of the brokers kind of caters to a different level. So I know Empire Flippers, now they're much more mature. And I think like the cheapest sites are tens of thousands of dollars, maybe 25,000 is maybe the cheapest. And I bet they go super quick since it's a lower price. And Motion Invest is kind of on the lower end of the market from a price perspective, although there's quite a range. Can you talk about the range that you might see at Motion Invest? Yeah, yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, So yeah, like you said, Empire Flippers, you know, Around 25K at the lowest is what I saw. Um, and I wasn't trying to spend that much on my first site. Whereas Motion Invest, uh, I think the lowest, maybe in like the high hundreds, maybe a thousand at the absolute lowest, if you want just a really small site. And they do have those sites for sale that are, you know, maybe $100,000. I ended up buying my site for, for around 10, a little over 10. And I thought that would be a really good entry point. Okay. Perfect. And you actually documented some stuff over on the Genius Link blog. So we'll link up to that. And you actually mentioned the site there. So from a marketing standpoint, we won't mention the site, but if you want to find out what it is, go over to the Genius Link blog and you can check out some of the other details. So you kept looking for a little while. So how long did it take? Did you have a few different niches that you were thinking of, or you just thought, hey, when I see the right one, I'll know it? Uh, That's a fantastic question. So what I've always thought is I wanted to handle a site that was within my passions. And I, you know, I have a few different passions, whether it's martial arts, music, um, you know, entrepreneurship. But when I was looking, I was just waiting for something to fall into my lap that was with one of those, these passions and had some really great scaling opportunities. So when I found ask sound, uh, it, it was completely music focused with reviews of musical instruments, headphones, speakers. I've been playing guitar for a little while now and just absolutely love it. And I saw some wonderful scaling opportunities there as well, since I'm into seeing local music, potentially interviewing musicians. Uh, And the site had really good traffic. And yeah, so I thought something I'm passionate about has scaling opportunity. This seems like a perfect fit. You mentioned Motion Invest doing a good job with the due diligence. What are some of the things that they that they analyze for you or things that you saw that you liked? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I love that they had a keyword analysis. Um, so the site ranked for around 700 keywords, which I thought was fantastic. They had uh, commission history. So both from Ezoic and from Amazon associates. So I could see what revenue was being made from the site every month. And I think it was back around a year. Um, that was fantastic. And then, yeah, I mean, a a few other things, those are, those are probably the main things though. And 
the the motion invest team just goes and looks at all those sites and and asks questions to the owner and then there's a guarantee which i really loved so once you start the acquisition process um, they don't release any funds to the previous owner of the site until the the new owner gives the go-ahead so that just just ensures that you know i get all those passwords and all those resources that i need um, and also it gives you a great chance to ask all those clarifying questions as well okay and then was there any like direct transition from the previous owner where they they talked you through everything or was it just a kind of a colder handoff with passwords and all the information yeah so motion vest actually set me up with a representative so first in the sales process i had a representative that i talked to that i could ask any questions and then they set me up with a representative to hand everything off so they handle all the passwords if there was a password to something that I didn't have, like let's say the WordPress, then I just got that. Um, when it came time to transfer the domain and all the hosting, they helped me with that. Uh, and that was around a, probably like a three, four day process of, of back and forth. Um, I wanted to be very thorough and make sure I had anything, or sorry, everything. Um, but they, they were fantastic with helping hand that off. Okay, and then you said you paid around 10K, it was making 300, so you paid, paid like a 30, three multiple roughly sounds about right yeah okay and we, we didn't have calculators we did we did that math in our head yeah so <laughs> okay so not it's kind of right in the average or kind of the the lower end but a couple things that you noted that i'll just highlight is they had a lot of historical data so you felt pretty comfortable because the earnings were either stable or growing probably stable is my guess yeah and did the previous owner mention why they wanted to sell it? Is that some something that you asked or that you were made aware of in any capacity? Yeah, they had like a frequently asked questions section at the bottom talking about scaling opportunities, why they were selling it. They uh, didn't want to continue spending time on it and were ready to sell it and kind of move on to their next adventure is what it seemed like. All right. So how many articles were on it when you purchased it? So there's uh, 154, I believe. And do you happen to know the breakdown of informational versus the product reviews? I believe they're primarily product reviews. Um, as I've been looking through the the articles and I've, I've looked at most of them, the vast majority of them are product reviews with product links. Or, you know, if they're not directly a product review, they'll be like, oh, what type of headphones does Markiplier use? And then they'll still have that, that product link and talk about that product. Um, Although for the future, I'm potentially looking at getting more reviews of of, of music, of, of artists, of shows, stuff like that. Okay. And then anything else that I forgot to ask about the website or the anything sort of coming in, maybe related to the content or anything else? Um, I don't think so on, on that end, but just like uh, many of your viewers do and and we've seen plenty of times, uh, I am going to Upwork to get those new articles and continue growing there. Here's a quick word from our sponsor, Otis Global. That's O-D-Y-S, and they're the source for age domains with strong branding and powerful backlinks. The feature domain for today is puremassage.com, and it was a domain that used to have a professional massage service that also ran a training school for people wanting to get into the industry. It was created in 2005, so it's 17 years old, domain rating of 24, domain authority of 37, and of course, there's a brandable domain name. So if you're already in the massage space in that niche, it's a perfect addition to add a huge amount of authority, plus you could probably earn in a few different ways. So there's at least four different kinds of content and monetization strategies here. I'm going to hit them really quick. So info content and monetize with display ads. That one's kind of obvious. You probably have unlimited keywords when you consider locally based keywords and services. Number two, you could have info content and monetize with private ad deals with relevant companies. So that may be a little bit more work to get those ads, but it could pay a lot more because they are private deals and there's a little bit less waste, but of course there's a little more work. Number three, you could have product reviews for online courses or in-person courses and classes and earn affiliate commissions with that. That could be huge because the site was of course based on training massage therapists. Number four is product reviews for physical products and you could 
you know, do the math there. It could be like oils. It could be um, like tables or other things that massage therapists might need. There are over 62 unique referring domains and 47 of them are do follow. There are awesome domains like nationalgeographic.com, pbs.org, dailymail.co.uk, vice.com, and many more that are linking to this site. And if you join Otis using my affiliate link, you can get $100 in your account and I might earn a commission if you buy anything. So thanks a lot to Otis. So now let's move into sort of the optimization phase. So it sounds like, you know, you're, you're sort of new to the affiliate marketing area, even though you've been in the world for a bit, it's the first maybe hands-on experience. Is that accurate? Yeah, this is the first time that I'm really getting my, my skin in the game. You know, I'm, I'm putting that, that money out there. I own this affiliate site. I'm, I'm doing it myself rather than helping people opt, uh, optimize their existing projects. Yeah. It's a perfect transition. How did you identify this site as one where you could bring some value? So it sounds like maybe, you know, you can add some different content that you could earn from, but we're going to start getting into the optimization and things that you've done to increase the revenue by a pretty significant amount percentage wise. So how did you know, did you, was there something you saw and you're like, Oh, we could fix those things up and then I'll, I'll just send it over to you for these. Yeah. One of the, the most exciting things to see with this website was that it had 45% international traffic. And with the history that I have from genius link, I know that if you're only optimizing your, current country's traffic for Ask Sound, it was the US, then you're missing out on a big chunk of money from that, in Ask Sound's case, 45%. So I recognize that 45% of the traffic wasn't being optimized from an affiliate side of things. And just by simply installing the Genius Link uh, plugin, it's called the Amazon Link Engine, I was able to instantly monetize that traffic, you know, after getting that Amazon uh, Associates data into the Genius Link dashboard, which is super easy. All right. And do you know why the previous owner didn't monetize internationally? Yeah, I think there's just a lack of awareness in a lot of cases that that Amazon is split up into so many different storefronts. And when you only sign up for one storefront, you're only com collecting commissions from that storefront. So it could have been a lack of awareness. It could have been lack of awareness that there was a tool to help out with that. Um, but as I saw with Ask Sound, and I've seen with plenty of other sites, and I hope other people find the same success, a lot of people aren't capitalizing on that international traffic. Okay. And it, it leaves a great opportunity to, to be taken right off the table very easily and quickly right after acquiring the site. Okay. And I know a lot of listeners and viewers out there are thinking, oh, how could people not know that they can do that? But if you're in the world, if you're in it for a few years, sure, you internalize all these different things that you take as common knowledge. But a lot of people, like you said, Isaac, they they just don't know, even though people are probably thinking that that's insane. How could they not run across that? But mm -hmm. it's totally true. Okay. Yes. So easy to miss. So you saw that and then did you see anything else that made you think, hey, I can do a little bit better than what they're doing already? That was the biggest thing. I also saw that while the articles were very high quality and, and you could tell that the person who was writing these articles was very passionate and, you know, really, really put their heart into it and, and loved music, which which really touched me. Um, there are plenty of elements of the site that could be improved. You know, when I when I just look at the design, the theme, like it looks fine for now, but I see a lot of really great optimizations that I can make there. So when I do start reaching out to musicians, I can say, here's this amazing site. We're getting you know, now close to 20,000 views a month, that's growing. Um, we'd love to do an interview with you. So it seems like there's some really great opportunities to make things look better, increase site speed, um, you know, do, do a few more things so that I can start having those higher profile conversations with both brands, creators, and musicians. On the product review front, did you do any other optimization, maybe like add tables or go through and take out the products that are out of stock or maybe they're totally discontinued? Anything else on the product front? So on that side of things, I didn't change much. Luckily, Genius Link has this awesome tool called the Amazon Link Health Monitor that tells me when products go out of stock. So I've been keeping an eye on that, but things typically tend to come back into stock. That's one of the great things about the the niche that I'm in is that the products like 
especially speakers and headphones, will typically come right back into stock. Um, that also is kind of a double-edged sword, though, because as those products age out, new products come out, then those articles aren't going to be worth as much when people aren't using that old content. But other than product links, I've started using choice pages on my site, which is another uh, service from Genius Link, which is once again a great opportunity to optimize. Uh, and choice pages offer customers uh, an option of where to buy the product. So for instance, I, I just added choice pages to a uh, JBL Studio 530 review. Um, and I'm, I've noticed that people have started clicking on Newegg because Amazon, while they offer a lot of wonderful products, isn't always, you know, people's first choice. And and that's another potential great way to increase commissions. Um, and I'm I'm just getting started with that and excited to to grow that in the future. Awesome, yeah, and that fits in with you know Google mentioned that they want to give consumers other choices aside from. They didn't say Amazon specifically, but they just want to have like other options on there. And choice pages are a way to do it for sure. And I always give Jesse a hard time when he's on the show. And I say, hey, come on, there's other ways to do that too. And Isaac, you're a company man, so I can't blame you for talking about Genius Link. But you could set this up on your own in a manual way on your page and just say, totally. I mean, you know, you can go to like uh, the wire cutter, for example, or any of the big sites. And you could see they just have different buttons go to different places. But you obviously get some advantages using the Genius Link um, choice pages and the format and the way those are all set up. It's optimized in a, maybe a better way than you might be able to do off the bat on your own. So, okay, cool. Now, moving on to the Ezoic side. So the site was already monetized with Ezoic, which is cool. And we'll go ahead and treat this as, you know, Ezoic is one of the sponsors of the Doug show. So we'll treat this as the ad. I love Ezoic. I'm using them. So Isaac, how did the experience go with Ezoic? Was it easy transitioning? And then what have you done to increase the revenue there? Yeah, Ezoic's been fantastic. From when I first started with them and I was talking with one of their reps, um, just taking me through the, the startup process and getting everything back up and running, uh, they made it really easy and held my hand through a lot of it. Um, starting off, it was just getting ads back on the site. Now I've been accepted to Ezoic Premium. I'm in their level up program. I just got to level two, which you have to be at least $200 a month and 20,000 visits a month um, for one month on Ezoic to get to. Um, and that's exciting. So now I'm using those premium advertisers, um, those big names on the site, which is good for the credibility of the site, but it's also boosting commissions. Um, now, when I look at my Zoic dashboard, I can see that I'm earning an extra two, three dollars a day through Zoic, um, and sometimes as much as as five, four or five. Um, it, it, it's been kind of varying lately, but typically at, at least a few extra bucks every day, which is fantastic. Um, and then when it comes to site speed. Uh, making sure that the site is reliable and quick has helped me uh, for search engine optimization as well, uh, which I think has helped contribute to additional traffic. And then when it comes to like weekly webinars, um, I, I watched one of them that talked about how to optimize old content. Since I was acquiring the site and it had around 150 old articles, finding which articles you know are actually driving traffic and which ones aren't but could be, um, was a really interesting process that they taught me how to do. And I was able to find some old articles like that JBL Studio 530 article that I was able to get from, I think it was on the third or fourth page of, of Google and get it to that first page. And now it's getting more clicks. So they really do want what's best for you. And they're going to help you do that. Now I have a dedicated rep now that I'm at level two, which is really fantastic to see. So very excited to continue working with them. And I've already found so much great success. With the premium, some people are hesitant to sign up because you have to pay up front. So yes. did you have any hesitation and what gave you the confidence to go ahead and move forward with it? Yeah, I think with, with anything, I like to do my research beforehand. So I looked into a lot of articles, a lot of outside sources. While I was talking to someone at Zoic who was saying, oh, you pay 44 bucks a month and it's basically free money on the table. I wanted to check it out for myself. And what I found pretty reliably is that if you do buy into that premium service, which you they have to come to you for it, you can't even just buy into it, it, it is gonna boost your commissions. And if it doesn't, you stop using it. They essentially take you down to a lower level so that no matter, essentially no matter what, you know, I can't say 100%, but essentially you're gonna be making that additional revenue 
and earning more rather than less in, in just about every scenario. Um, and it was very easy to set up as well. Cool. And then were there any tweaks on the Ezoic side at all other than, you know, you sent it for premium, so potentially you earn more from the ads because there's bigger companies, better ads showing on your site. Any Anything else, any other tweaks? Yeah, uh, I've made use of their caching program. So this, it just helps with site speed and helps things load faster. Uh, there's some other optimizations to be made there as well. I'm also doing uh, mediation with Google AdWords. So by having that, it's if you think of the the ad space on your site as you know real estate, there's these different companies, whether it's Google or Zoic or you know these premium advertisers, kind of fighting for that space and bidding on it. So by adding another player to that game through mediation, it just raises the general revenue that you're getting every day because people have to pay more to to beat out those other ad services. So that's been good. Um, I've been talking with my rep and they've been saying that, you know, if I were to change a theme on my site, which I am likely going to do, you know, I can in, uh, put some some new ads in in sidebars. Uh, and, and I've always believed in having a, you know, a smooth experience that's not too cluttered up with ads. I think we've we've all been to those what uh, recipes where you're trying to make some salmon or something and there's pop ups everywhere. And I'm not a huge fan of that. And I like how Zoic gives you the control to add as many site uh, ads as you want without being too much or, or too little. Uh, I really like that balance and the control that I have there. All right. I think I want to move on to the content area. Is there anything else with the monetization that I didn't ask that we should talk about? I think that, I think that's pretty good for now. Yeah. Have you added much content? Have you improved much of the content at this point? So I've done a little bit of work with SEO on old articles, not too many. I've gotten those from lower in Google search results to the first page, and that's been fantastic. But I haven't created any brand new content yet. And that's what I'm really looking into right now with Upwork and hiring these writers. I was actually just watching one of your interviews with Christy where she talked about front-loading those projects so you can have maybe 10, 15 people write articles for you, see who you like, and then move forward working with those people in the future. And I think I'm going to take a very similar approach. I really liked how that worked for her. And it's nice, like once you have the team set up and everyone's working together and everyone's trained, you could just like give them more keywords and then it just works. Where if you, totally, if you were to, I mean, sometimes you do need to throttle it down, but if you break up the whole team, if you break up the band, then it's really hard to get, the same people together, maybe even impossible. And then you kind of have to start again and get those communication channels back up and retrain the new people at that point. Mm -hmm. So yeah, very, very smart way to do it. All right. And then just to confirm, like uh, you you didn't go and have you added any FAQs to some of the articles yet? No, I haven't yet. Um, But I was looking at some of the guides that, that you've talked about for uh, improving uh, affiliate reviews or just product reviews and templates for that. And I'm definitely thinking about doing stuff like that in the future. Um, and we'll be using, making great use of those templates. I think unsolicited advice, I would say one thing you could do is maybe hire some of the writers to just go back and add FAQs. You could even do it as like test gigs because you don't, they don't have to be they don't have to be as competent to go look up some FAQs, add them to a post. It's only, you know, you're adding maybe three to five questions or something like that. And it can pull in long tail traffic fairly, fairly easily, I would say. And Mm -hmm. it may give you more opportunities to like internally link as well, depending on how, how it's all structured, but that could be a good way to do it. FAQs are a great way to go back, especially a site like this where you haven't, added any new content, but there's a bunch of content that probably can use uh, a little refresh, a little touch. Oh, most definitely. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, I'll, de- I'll definitely uh, make use of that. Okay, cool. Uh, one thing I didn't ask about before, but we'll get into is links. So when you bought the site, had any link building been done? What was the, uh, I guess, the shape overall of the site from a backlink perspective? Yeah, so... One of the great things about Motion Invest is they had a whole backlink analysis as well. And I, I forget the specific numbers, but the previous owners of the site had already invested in backlinks 
and and run campaigns to get get a good amount of backlinks. While I've been running the site, you know, I've written blog articles. You can check out my blog article on GeniusLink about my whole process of acquiring the site. You know, and that includes some backlinks. And I've I've found some backlinks here or there, just kind of like with that blog and linking uh, on other other areas. But that's not something that I've you know fully invested in quite yet. But it's definitely something that I'm looking for um, in the near future. Okay, cool. And with I guess jumping back to the content, so you you want to add more. And I'm curious how you're going about the keyword research. Have you hit that phase yet or how will you treat it? Yeah. So I think there's, there's the way that I've been doing it and there's the way that I'm going to continue doing it. And the way that I started doing it was using, I believe it's Google keyword research. And based off one of those videos that I viewed with the Zoic, they showed how you can see how much uh, competition and how much traffic is going to certain keywords using that service. And while it's not as easy to use as something like SEMrush, who like presents the data right to you, you can see which which articles on your site are ranking for certain keywords, how valuable those keywords are, and then push, uh, push in, in those areas, which I've done with some of that SEO. I've also been viewing a lot of your content, Doug, which has been fantastic, and talking about that golden keyword ratio and that long tail. And when I'm thinking about how I'm going to get these new writers to start writing new articles, I'm leaning towards that because I've seen the success that other people have had with that. And that looks fantastic. Cool. So yeah, yeah. The keyword golden ratio should work pretty well. And another one to take a look at throw in the mix is a different kind of analysis. Um, although you probably need access to a few different tools, but it's the tomb Raider by the niche uh, website guys. Are you familiar with the tomb Raider idea? No, no, that's, Sounds interesting, though. I'd, I'd love to hear a little bit about it. I don't love the name because it's like you, you hear it and you're not really sure like <laughs> what it is. But it's a yeah. decent concept. Uh, it's a very good concept. So basically, it takes all the metrics from uh, various different SEO tools like Majestic, Hrefs, and Moz. And then it looks at the URL rating, the domain rating, the domain authority, the uh, trust flow, and all, all the you know few different metrics. And you basically map out your competitors and then you'll get each one of the SEO metrics for each one of the sites. And then you sum them up and then you rank them. So you end up with, you kind of smooth out the variations between the tools because Hrefs and Moz and Majestic will have pr- pretty drastically different metrics sometimes. So if you sum it up, you end up with some value. And the idea is if if they have, you know, a specific site has a higher sum of metrics than others, then you may be able to find some keywords on specifically on the sites that have a lower sum than your site because mm-hmm. they are ranking and they have conceivably less metrics than you do. So that's that's the general idea. But essentially, sure. it's looking at all your competitors and then picking the ones that have like lower metrics than you that are mm-hmm. ranking. And then you have, of course, a bunch of keywords to look at if you are using one of the more sophisticated tools like SEMrush or Hrefs. Sure. Okay. Well, that, that sounds fantastic. And yeah, always looking for new opportunities to you know, grow more strategically. So I'll definitely have to look into that further as well. So thank you. Awesome. All right, cool. So anything else with the site? It sounds like it's kind of on a nice uh, trajectory from an earnings perspective. It sounds like traffic has been relatively stable aside from some seasonal changes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's been fantastic to see how much the site has grown without adding any new content. And by capitalizing on those opportunities, like I said, with GeniusLink and Azoic, uh, I've been able to see some great success. So seeing the revenue raise from, you know, around 290, 300, closer to like 500 every month has been awesome. Um, In terms of traffic, you know, improving that site speed and reliability, that stuff with Azoic, and also admittedly probably some seasonality as well, seeing that that traffic go from around 15,000 to around 20,000 a month has, has been fantastic. Um, and it seems like that's holding relatively stable, even now that we're in March. So hopefully that traffic is just growing. And some of that, you know, SEO work that I've done, 
and site speed work that I've done is, is growing the site. So it makes me really excited to really start building things out, adding adding new and fresh content to the site and really building out the ecosystem. Um, it's it's exciting stuff. And I'll, I'll just point out for everyone. So you bought the site for about 10,000 and you did a few things. Several months went by. Basically, you probably could sell it for 50% more than you bought it for at a minimum, potentially more yeah. because there's more historical data and it's kind of on an upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. So just from a website flip standpoint, you bought it, you did some stuff, you could flip it again. Certainly, there's some transaction cost just like regular real estate. So you have to consider that. But this is a a route that people can take where you slowly level up, you buy another site, maybe you buy a couple sites instead, and then you can kind of do the same thing. And as you get more skills, you are able to either grow the site even more or feel more confident to maybe buy a site that's 25K instead of 10k and then grow that and just keep leveling up you came in to the casino with you know x amount and you're just you're playing with house money now it's a dangerous analogy but (laughs) (laughs) yeah so okay cool anything else with the site oh good yeah um and just to comment on that that's that's pretty much what i'm doing so i was thinking you know if i can increase the commissions just with a you know a, a few things pretty quickly if i want to i can flip the site and you know, I I plan on owning the site for a while and growing it. Um, but you know, I look at this from an investment perspective. You know, especially since inflation, you know, is going crazy right now, and who know, who knows where where that's going. Making this investment and taking you know some of that money and putting it into a site and building that source of passive income and wealth is not only a great opportunity uh, to learn, but it's also a, a great opportunity to create that passive income and wealth. Um, and potentially flip things. So when, like for me, I saw that opportunity to capitalize on, you know, some information that wasn't being utilized, which is using Genius Link, using Ezoic to boost that commission. And, and like you said, Doug, now I can can flip the site and keep working on it. And I'm playing kind of with that house money a little bit more, like you said. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So let's change gears a little bit and talk about the time freedom that you have. And it sounds like you went on some adventures. Can you tell me about yeah. that? I, I don't even know exactly what to ask, but I'll just yeah. turn it over to you. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that. So, um, I, I'm what a lot of people would call a digital nomad. So I've been working for genius link for a while. I'm, I believe in my third year. Yeah. Third year. Now I was originally an intern and then kind of have, have been rising through the ranks with the pandemic and remote work. Um, I was thinking to myself, why not travel? Why not go explore Europe, Asia, um, all those other countries weren't so easy to get into. Something that I'd really wanted to do was was van life. So I decided to to get a van. I got a, a Ford Econoline. And for just the past seven months, I just finished the trip. I, I traveled around the country um, working on my website, working with Genius Link. And I was able to make that work and and have a great time doing so. So that's another really great thing about getting a site like this is that you can work on it from wherever you want as long as you have that internet connection. There was a day where I worked from Old Faithful and Yellowstone. They actually have pretty good internet out there, surprisingly enough. Yeah. And yeah, so you don't have to to choose either travel or work. You can do both and and find success. That's funny. Some of my some of my favorite memories, uh, like just sitting around, was at Old Faithful and. Well, you, yeah. you probably sat around some too, but people rush around. They're like trying to get in, see Old Faithful erupt, and then get the fuck out. And I <laughs> yeah. brought like a lawn, or not, not a, yeah, like a camp chair, had my dog, totally. brought a cooler, a beer, and just like sat out there for a couple hours, saw it erupt three, four times. And it was like, it was so leisurely and every, everyone's rushing around. It seems crazy oh, yeah. in a national park. Yeah, I had a similar experience. I was just working there on my computer and what would watch it go up every so often. And yeah, yeah. you just great people watching, but also it's just really cool to just sit there and work and, or just hang out. You know, it's fantastic. And you know, our country is so beautiful. So yeah, really great to see that. Yeah. And, and that sounds like a really cool experience that you had as well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. I mean, old, it's a, one of the more touristy areas of the, I mean, it's a very big park, but one of the more touristy areas of the park and they have this great porch in the old faithful. And did you ever sit up there on that second floor 
porch there? Um, I think I've, I've been up there, but I was primarily hanging out in that that viewing area that was okay. pretty close to the geyser. Got it. Got it. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, it's pretty chill as long as you're not making a big um, ruckus or anything. Like I said, I had a cooler of beer. So like, yeah, you could yeah. just grab a beer. Like I would have my family up there and we'd bring a picnic of, uh, you know, lunch or whatever, have some beer, sit up there. It was, it was very fun. So, yeah, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Everybody get out there to the national parks. Okay. Definitely. The Econo line, th- those are the smaller like vans, right? The, the little it was, uh, it was 18, 19 feet long. Okay. So those are the bigger, how, how tall is it? Could you stand up in there? Oh uh, yeah, I could stand up. So we had a high top and yeah, I think it's a little over nine feet. So you can't exactly go through like the McDonald's drive through. You'd have to kind of like drive around the drive through, but it was God. plenty tall for me to stand up and, had a like an accordion style queen size bed um, that I could fold out and good room for working and typically work from coffee shops though. Okay. And did you build it out or was it, did it already have some stuff in there or whatever? So I got it pre-built. Yeah. Okay. It, it had, um you know, benches and a table, um, little cupboard area, Rel- relatively basic build. But um, if I were to do it again, I'd love to build it out myself. And I did some minor alterations um, I did some work on the engine, um, like just changing out belts and a few few minor things like that, um, and then did some sanding on the interior, uh, some cleaning up like that, adding some trim. But primarily, all the, all the big stuff was already done. All right, and so you bought it used, mm-hmm. and then you drove it for seven months, and then it, yep. it sounds like you're not doing the van life anymore. So did did you sell it after that? Uh, I'm in the process of selling it right now. Yeah. Okay. This is but, great. So did yeah. you, you knew you were probably going to sell it. So how much, if you could tell us, right, how much did you sure. buy it for? And then how much are you going to sell it for? Yeah. So bought it, uh, I believe it was 8,500. Uh, and that was around seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And a lot has changed since then. So when I'm looking at selling it, um, you know, I've done a decent amount of work to it. It looks nicer than it did originally. Got some cool systems set up. For storage, you know, I'm, I definitely want to get over 10 K. Um, I'd love to do like 12, 13. We'll see. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a cool thing to have it. It's not, it's not killing me to have it. So I'm not in a huge rush to rush to sell it. And it's very much a seller's market. And so many people are wanting to get out there and do this nomadic lifestyle. So I know it's going to be in high demand. So, and it's getting warmer. So, you know, the, the list just keeps going. So, I'm anticipating that I'll be able to sell it for a decent amount more than I bought it for. Still looking into that, but um, ideally it it will end up having been a, a pretty good investment. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, the market is weird and the world is weird right now. So <laughs> I uh, I wouldn't be surprised. How many miles are on it? Uh, hundred and thirty. I want to say one hundred thirty thousand. That's yeah. not, that's not even that bad. I thought you were going to say like 240 yeah. and it, you know, there's, it needs a new transmission or something. So that's crazy, man. Yeah. I, I bet you can get a pretty good amount for it, especially that size. I know around here, a lot of people, you know, are, are looking and it mm-hmm. is, um, they are, they could be super expensive, especially like a brand yeah. new fancy one that's all built out. I mean, you're talking yeah. like 50, 70 K like it's, it's like a house. Yeah. Mine, mine's a little older. It's uh, it's from the eighties. You know, back from 1984. So vintage, it's, it's a stylized, yeah. but you know, um, it's it's running great now. And you know, if, if you're looking for a van, hit me up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be funny if you sell it through this uh, interview here. So that would be funny. Yeah, that'd be a great story if you buy the van. So yeah, all the that's right. I, I got to sell an old laptop too. So if anybody wants to really you know, like kick on the digital nomad life, I built my business from it. There we know? go. You'll have the whole setup. <laughs> All right. So what's next for you? You you were telling me before uh, we got started that you got a new adventure coming up. Yeah. So um, just in the past month, I've been traveling around uh, without the van. Um, I'm moving up in in Genius Link, moving into business development role. So did some onboarding out in Missoula. Now I'm back in California uh, in the Bay Area. And this Friday, I'm going to be moving out to Oahu in Hawaii. I got a one-way ticket um, and then Airbnb, I was able to negotiate a, a solid price on that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be out there for at least 35 days. Um, and it's a one way ticket. So if I like it, I'll just stay out there uh, for a little while, but 
yeah, once again, it's it's another one of those things where um, if it's if it's possible and I want to do it um, and I have the ability to, I'm I'm just going to go and get out there and make it happen. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm leaving this Friday at 8:50. My flight is, and really excited to just go out there and and enjoy Hawaii and work on my site and work on at you know in my regular job at, at Genius Link. I have a, a private room with good internet and it's nice and quiet and just gonna hang out and go play guitar on the beach and work on my music site and and work and see what life has to offer. Very cool. You got to pick up the ukulele. Now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Play like somewhere over the rainbow, you yeah. know, uh, get out there. And yeah, I think, I think that could be fantastic. And I'm anticipating that it'll be a really good time. Um, there's some van life was awesome. I loved van life. Uh, there's some challenges, you know, it's those really basic things, just like having a shower or getting food or finding Wi-Fi. Um, I used a mobile hotspot on my phone a decent amount, but, um, a lot of those things that you take for granted, like washing clothes or using the bathroom, you know, are, those are the challenges of van life when you have all that freedom. So now that I'm going to be in a room with, you know, air conditioning and Internet and a mini fridge and, you know, all those wonderful luxuries of life, um, I'm anticipating that that'll be really nice. A little bit easier. Yeah, I, I interviewed uh, some of my friends. They blog at Trip of a Lifestyle, but they traveled for seven months and vis- visited every national park. Even even the the ones in Alaska that you have to like get a plane to and stuff. I think it was a little much for the amount of time that they, that they did. Sounds it. Sounds like a lot, honestly. Yeah, but but yeah, they they talked about some of the challenges that you mentioned, and they found that uh, I think it's Planet Fitness is a great. Yes, is that what you did for showers and yes. the gym? Okay, this is now an ad for Planet Fitness. Love Planet Fitness. Um, yeah, that's where I showered. And would also work out there and they have cool little massage chairs. It's all around 20, 30 bucks a month. So there's the planet fitness ad. But if you're looking to do something like that, that is most definitely the move. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, any other tips on travel or your website or anything like that? Um, I mean, I think the main thing is just that this sort of thing is possible. Like I never would have thought that I would be traveling and and owning my own website and, and doing all these these cool things. And I think the, the the best way to do it is to just get out there and start doing it and doing the research. Um, I don't I don't think I have any unique abilities that anyone else doesn't possess. This is this is all stuff that if you do the research and you watch awesome content like Doug's, you, you can find these same successes. And if you if you put in the time and the effort and you have the the capital, you can do it too. And I'm I'm honestly just doing the research and and figuring it out as I go and 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 finding this great success. So it's it's never um, too early to start. Get out there and and go do it because because you can make it possible just like all these other people are. There's there's no reason that you can't. That's that's a great point, and I I see it a lot with especially pretty intelligent people or people smarter than me. At least I don't know how smart you are, you are Isaac, but. Sometimes people get in their head a little too much and they think, oh, I got to research a little bit more. And, and you should research some, but some people are in in a loop. They're stuck in a loop doing analysis and doing more research and they're afraid mm-hmm. they're going to make a mistake. And hey, guess what? You're going to make a fucking mistake. Like, oh, it, most it, definitely. you're, you're yeah. going to do it. And actually, that's one thing I forgot to ask you. Uh, any any blunders along the way? I mean, it's only been a few months, so you may have not made any major mistakes and there's a lot yeah. of people you could ask. Um, I think I've been I've been very diligent with my research, um, so I haven't I haven't found myself making any mistakes yet, like any big blunders. Um, other than back before I got with the Zoic, I the site went down for a day, and I didn't recognize that that happened because I didn't check it out that day. And when it went down for a day. Um, and I didn't get it back up. It caused traffic to drop a little and that wasn't fantastic. So now I've made a point of checking out the site every day and hopefully building out some, some autom- uh, automation, like some way to just have that, like a check happen every day. Um, but I would say the, the only mistake that I've made so far is not doing more, I guess. Like it seems like when you, when you work on something like your own niche site, and especially if you do it strategically, like I've been doing once again, thanks to, to people like Doug the the effort that you put in generates so much value so quickly and especially like long term like 
for instance, signing up for a Zoic premium, if that's adding you know, extra two, three dollars every day, the earlier you do that, the better. So I would say the only mistake that I've made really is is not doing more. And that to call that a mistake might be a little reach, but I think the more time that you invest, um, the better, especially early on. Nice. Yeah, I think I can't remember where I saw a quote, but it's essentially a mistake of inaction. And that's probably what a lot of people get yeah. stuck in. And hey, sometimes you're busy. I mean, you're going out, uh, living in a van and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, you, you can't do everything all the time. You're probably doing something fun instead. Oh, yeah. All yeah. right. Cool. Well, where can people follow along with you, Isaac? Yeah. So you can follow me on Twitter, Isaac the Mayor. Uh, I-S-A-A-C-T-H-E-M-A-Y-O-R. Feel free to follow me there. If you DM me, I'll be glad to answer any of your questions. Also, you can continue to check out my journey with Ask Sound on the Genius Link blog. Um, I'm going to continue posting updates. You can read my first article about acquiring and optimizing the site. I'm going to come out with another one um, talking about building the site further. Uh, those are probably the two best places to, to keep up with me. So perfect. Yeah, feel free to reach out. I'm always glad to chat. Um, None, none of this stuff is is a secret. Um, I think by helping the community and giving as many resources as we can, and I'm sure you feel the same way, Doug, um, we, we all find success together. Um, so really very open to, to talking to anyone and, and helping out any way I can. Awesome. We'll put links so people could find the post over at Genius Link and then your, your Twitter handle as well. So thanks a lot, man. Looking forward to catching up with you and hearing how it's going in the future. Yeah, thank you very much. I had a great time, learned a lot, and hopefully this was very valuable for, for the viewers as well. Thanks to Isaac for joining me. And be sure to check out the blog post over on Genius Link. And if you're curious, I've had Jesse Lakes, one of the founders over at Genius Link, on many, many times. He's a wealth of knowledge. He keeps up with things much better than me. And I mean, he really has his ear to the ground. It's a lot more important for him to stay up to date. And I think he, honestly, he's probably just a little bit of a harder worker than me. But anyway, Jesse introduced Isaac to me and that's how we ended up talking here. And hopefully there'll be some other updates coming up soon from Isaac over on the blog there. So if you have any questions or anything like that, uh, you can shoot an email over at feedback.doug.show. And I'll be able to circle back and you can probably leave comments over there on the blog. Honestly, I'm not sure sometimes those are not turned on anymore, but I think they are active over there. I think the comments are active over on the Genius Link blog. So anyway, this was a blast and everybody have a good day out there. We'll catch you on the next episode.